and gentlemen, welcome back to Movie Ticket Monday, your one-stop shop for all things movie review. Today, you've got Justin alongside co-host Matt and guest star Kathy, and today we're going to be taking a look with a big deep dive into The Prestige. This 2006 film directed by Christopher Nolan stars Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Scarlett Johansson, Michael T- Michael Caine, and a special guest star, David Bowie. While it didn't win any Oscars, which was kind of bullshit, it was nominated for the Best Cinematography and the Best Production Design. So I'm going to turn this over to Matt and Kathy. Give me the one word for this film. Go for it, Kathy. Let's hear it. I'd say that my one word for this film is capturing. I think I'm somebody who has a terrible reputation of always falling asleep in movies and... I didn't fall asleep once during this. Film. Matt, this is who you bring onto the podcast. <laughs> you know that's that's a very valid point. <laughs> and all I have to say is some of the previous films that has been watched in the past were less than stellar. So that's the only plus I give her as an excuse. But yeah, but on the bright side, she did stay awake. So that has to say something about the film itself. My one word, and here's kind of the stretch of what a one word means, near perfect or near dash perfect, whatever you want to say. I like that. Let's hear Justin. My one word for this film is masterly. This movie. Okay. You know, I feel like we've reviewed a lot where I have an opener being like, this is a fantastic film. I love this film. One of my favorites. This film is and always will be a top three, if not number one film for me. I've seen it seven, eight times. And every single time that I watch it over and over again, there is something new that continues to get explored. And that's just the nature Damn, of this film. And that is why I, mean, I guess I have high praise. I said it is perfect. It is so good impressive. luck capturing Justin's heart, ladies, because the prestige has his whole heart. <laughs> high standards. Man. Ouch. Um, okay, so l- let's let's dive into it. Let's go straight forward. Plot. Okay? Just baseline plot. I'm not talking hot takes. I'm not talking any extra point of views, which I have a beautiful one which we will discuss later. But Justin, plot-wise, the two magicians, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think taking a step back from a deep dive into kind of what makes this film absolutely incredible, I think it really explores um, at a very high level the competitive landscape, and it does that through kind of the theme of magic. Um, You have, I'm just going to refer to them as Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, you know, you have these two-ish characters who are willing to do almost anything to get to become the top in in London, you know, magic in whatever year it may be, but they go about doing it very differently. And there's a lot of themes here that really take the difference um, and identify what is going on and how they go about it so differently. And Michael Caine is positioned as that person that really brings out the difference maker between them. I think that Christian Bale's character has an utter commitment to magic he is willing to do anything, and and his is less about ego, and that is directly contrasted with Hugh Jackman's character, in which he is trying to become to the basically rise to the top for like primarily egotistical purposes. And I think that they take this symbolism, these two characters who are so vastly different but so similar in their pursuit, and you can really humanize with either one of them in their pursuit of it. And so I think that's kind of what this plot is about, but it's also a magic film. And there's so many caveats to this movie that just identifying, okay, what's the plot here? It's two magicians competing against each other to become the best, but they do it very differently. They Um, do it very differently. And it shows two different sides, kind of like you said, but to me, it's more of complete commitment. And then uh, at least that's for Christian Bale. And then Hugh Jackman to me is insanity because he's so driven to be the best yet throughout the film you realize he's not he's a great ironic enough he's the greatest showman because he puts on a theatrical presence no 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 it was good (laughs) theatrical presence oh my god where um bale is just strictly about the magic rather than fluffing it up and that's part of where michael kane comes in but I think it's it's almost what insanity does to you and what is driven to it and, and almost where do you 
draw the line for it as well because they go all the way to faking deaths is what they go to and, and, that's and quite yeah. a high bar and and to that point yeah and kathy we'll, we'll get to you in a sec to that point this film is really unique in which i feel like in large part for the first half Hugh Jackman is the protagonist and then it switches and he becomes the antagonist in which towards the end, like he is the bad guy in this movie. And I don't think you'll have many people disagree with that either. Kathy, do you agree with that, that they switch? I partially, um, I would say that throughout the entirety of the film, I did not have a single guy I was rooting for. I feel like we have... Wolverine and Batman really just going after it, trying to push the other one to sacrifice it all. This is hardly a movie about magic. I was not sitting on the edge of my seat asking, oh, what trick will they pull next? I was only asking who's willing to kill the other guy just to win this lifelong competition. Wait, you didn't think the magic was cool? I thought it was fine, no, Matt, but the, I wasn't the, sitting no. here waiting to see, oh, what's this guy going to do? What's this guy going to do? I was just waiting to see who's going to kill agree. the other one. This movie never would have ended if one of them didn't die. I completely I'm agree. I'm not saying it's about magic, but some of those things were pretty sweet. I mean, sure, they were fine, but this is not a movie about magic. It is a movie about sacrifice. Okay, that's fair. And I have and a revenge. And what you're going to give up, it's revenge and sacrifice. What you're going to give up to get to the top of the game and what you're going to do to do it. And then like the revenge piece is kind of bizarre at the end. It really is. Cause I think early on, you wouldn't think that the movie would end in the way that it does. Um, but that's my, well, that's part, my part of that, what you would give up is you really dislike Christian Bale for how he treats his wife. Yet you don't realize until the end that, one of that the one of the brothers loved her and one didn't and they when they switch spots you don't know who you're going to get which is why he didn't love her when he says he like doesn't love her today it was the other brother yeah. which you don't realize till the end so throughout the film you really like think he's a trash person because he doesn't love his wife half the time there's also a zillion examples of that where um what's his name in the movie it's it's Alfred I think is Christian yeah, Bale's Alfred, character yeah. and Scarlett Johansson calls him freddy and then um sarah calls the husband it's like the first part of the of the name and so like there's subtle hints throughout like this film you reference like you don't love me today there's so many subtle hints that go throughout um in which you really do i like you could notice if you paid attention but that's why this film is a magic trick you could notice that there is a twin and there is a double he even dangles it in front of you when Hugh Jackman says there has to be another person there, um, him and Michael Caine are fighting over how they do that trick. Like he says, there must be a double and they can't figure out how he does it. Um, well, and there is Caine a double. Says there's a double. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Whoever, which says it's a like, double and Hugh doesn't accept. Right. But, but it's like too good. from Christopher Nolan's position as directing this, he is dangling the solution in front of you. Yep. And you don't pick up on it because the way that scene that scene is structured, you're almost wired to not believe that there's a double. You want to believe that there's something more to it. Because the trick, yeah. as it points out, the trick isn't as cool if you just know that there's a twin coming out the other side. Well, I guess that's part of the magic is like, it's not that cool because he, yeah, he comes out of the well, other and that's side. That's what they say. Actual, I know, but Christian guess, Bale says like my magic is meaningless if you know how the trick works. It's true. I think what's powerful about it is that he's willing to sacrifice having a perfect relationship with his wife because he's willing to half-ass his relationship with her because he's not around half the time. And to lie to agree. her, too. Yeah. yeah. I even This is my favorite quote from the whole movie, the conversation between Alfred and his wife, Sarah. And he says, everything's going to be all right because I love you very much. And she says, say it again. He says, I love you. And she said, not today. And he says, what do you mean? And she responds, well, some days it's not true. Maybe today you're more in love with magic. I like being able to tell the difference. It makes the days it is true mean something. And I think Sarah was brilliant. I think she was able to find out. Do you guys think that he told her? Do you think that she knew the truth because they had a conversation about it? That scene in the bedroom had me questioning did he yeah. tell her that he had? I, I don't know if he told her, but she knew because she was going to go to Scarlett Johansson. And I think that's what she was going to tell 
um, her at the end before she killed herself, but she never got the chance because Scarlet canceled. I think she knew. I don't think he told. Her. I I agree, and I think the only reason that you can tell is because of what Scarlet said about that scenario. I think if that wasn't there, I think she goes to the grave, and you think she didn't know. But like, you know, Christopher Nolan isn't a dumb guy. Every single thing he does in here is placed there for a specific reason. Like, why would you have that one? It's like a one-off comment, essentially. Um, yeah. Oh, she wanted to see me. Why would she want to see her? Um, that's fair. But like that's yeah. that's why this film's cool. It leaves that up to the mag- the imagination. Like we're gonna fight over in about five minutes this film, and like what actually happens, and like that's why it's so good because okay. nobody knows what actually happens. Okay, but um, let's do acting first. Okay, Kathy, what word do we got? Michael Caine is my favorite. I think if I I told you that I wasn't rooting for somebody throughout this whole movie, I lied. It's Michael Caine. Um, I and think he's a he good guy incredible. in this film. He's he's perfect for this role, right? And he just totally absorbs what it means to be like this perfect puppeteer in the lives of these professional magicians. Um, I think you know he played the exact same role in Now You See Me and crushed it. I think he's just has this air about him that makes it him so confident, and he just seems so omniscient, you know. And I think that's really cool trait of his it's a good draw between uh now you see me yeah that's one of my favorites slightly worse quality but still extremely engaging <laughs> but um i i think uh i think it was quality acting all around i think specifically um rebecca hall who played the wife re- while she was like such a minor character in terms of screen time she really showed how it destroyed her to the point of of killing herself and the slow progression from looks like being okay with only him loving her you know half the time to her starting to drink and then all the way up until um her killing herself so i give her kudos um and then i think I think Hugh Jackman actually did a a really, really good job because, and I think most of it was the insanity that I guess his point to insanity of going to find Tesla and making it happen regardless, as well as his inability to accept the fact that there could have been a double. And he went to find a scientific way to justify how he did it, how Christian Bale did it. So I think Hughes acting, I mean, they were all great, but I think Hughes, Hughes and Rebecca's acting really stood out for me. I'd agree. I think, I think Hugh Jackman is one of the best actors I've ever seen. He is, he's incredible. He's right up there with Matthew McConaughey. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I have a personal vendetta against Matthew McConaughey. Green lights. All right. All right. Insert, (laughs) insert advertisement right here. We are not sponsored by Matthew McConaughey, but check out his book, green lights ad over. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, no, no, no. Hugh Jackman is, is a phenomenal actor in this movie. He really gives you the feeling of like, transforming from joyful when he has his wife to grief to kind of crazy to madness to psychopath at the end like the the way that this transpires is like he's so he's really good at it and you know that's it's almost as if and like i'm a huge christian bale fan but i think his performance almost overshadows christian bales in a way and that's also a function of christian bales characters being more subdued more relaxed yeah, and not yeah, they're not not as alpha e right no ding on christian Bale, um, but t- to me hugh jackman really shined when he was going through the grief and specifically when he came up to um when he was picked to volunteer to do the catching the bullet on christian bale and you saw it in his yeah. eyes and his face how mad and how upset he was the fact that he didn't know what knot he tied and more specifically it it mirrors from the beginning to the end of how how attached he is to finding an answer that he wants rather than what is probable because he wasn't willing to accept he didn't real he didn't remember what knot he tied and he kept pushing and to the point of, of shooting him to try to get the answer and try to well hear it out and and the tragedy is he didn't know what knot he tied there's two brothers one of them tied the knot 
Mm. Oh, sweet mother of pearl. And the other ah. one didn't know. And so when he goes I to the funeral to back. show when he goes to the funeral to show sympathy, he actually Damn. doesn't know what knot he tied. Uncle Big Dog coming in hot. Well, no, I'm I'm distraught because like you realize, but I'm I about never, to drop like, like fifty thousand of these on. I you. never, I never like went back that far to say, oh, that's it. I was just like, oh, he forgot the knot. But it, you're no, right. no, like he didn't well, know. It makes sense because the and he's tying the knot. He he undoes the tie. He starts to do and does a different. Well, thing. and that's because the wife told him to keep doing that one knot but the other brother wouldn't know that necessarily or wouldn't know the gameplay from the day where he got yelled at by michael kane for not doing the knot so there are so many nuances and this is why i like love this film because every like here's another one so when um when christian bale is doing the scene where he it's really early it's when he meets his wife and the nephew is there and he crushes the bird in the cage yeah. The kid goes, but where's his brother? And Christian Bale makes it seem like the bird comes back to life. But in reality, the bird dying in that magic trick. And then he says, you're the lucky one today to the other bird that, you know, can't, you know, showed up. You have one bird dead. You have one bird alive. But where's his brother? The bird dying foreshadows one of the one of the brothers dying at the end. So right there is another snippet that there's that there's a, a double hmm. and it's a twin. Um, but like you wouldn't know that at that point. But like these are that, like I didn't pick that up until this time, like eighth time watching. But that's why this wow. film's fascinating. Like that's just impeccable foreshadowing right there, yeah. and you can see it in his face. Like you know, there's depth to it. It's not just like a offhanded comment. You know, it's not just the kid. Like why would the kid say that? The kid is not a character except for twenty seconds. You know? Yeah. I just figured he was good at looking at magic but no no and 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 to the point of of um the the one brother didn't know what knot he tied like that is why in this film i have immense respect for christian bale's characters and i have no respect for hugh jackman's characters because when you think about it if he didn't know what knot he tied and there was no ill will behind the death maybe one of the brothers did or something um it, it gives you perspective into kind of who the antagonist who the protagonist is but Hot damn. Sorry. Huh. Dropping balls left and right here. Um, okay, so so going... Okay, now since we're kind of in the uh, off, off linear phase, but we're in the phase of your in-depthness and alternate meanings. So here's one of my two, okay? Buckled up. At the beginning, yeah, buck, buckle up. This is going to be an interstellar ride. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so you remember at the, the at, right at the opening when Michael Caine talks about the three acts of magic, right? He talks about um, like the, the magic trick, then doing it and disappearing, but you also have to bring it back for people to actually care about it. I think those three acts are in the film in terms of the characters, right? So the first act kind of being understanding, understood, is when they're uh, the apprentices to whoever that other dude was, and they're learning. They're trying to get better. The second act is specifically the teleporting man and having him disappear and almost not knowing what it is, kind of the shock of, what's going to happen and then it reappearing right but not just the act itself also the rise to where they were because they started becoming very prestigious in the magician world at that particular point and then the third act um which is having it brought back and reappear in some aspect is faking the death both of hugh jackman and then i guess not faking the death but the brother realizing at the end that there's a brother and he came back because you're all like well he's gonna get hanged movies over and then you see him show up as he's trying to burn the the tesla machine yeah and that was the big third act of reappearing itself not just as an act but as the person himself reappearing and showing you such an amazing trifecta of acting and and 
working his way all the way up to that, to, to the reappearing that everyone stands in ovation for. All right, Matt, I'll give you some credit there. You're coming out here with a little bit, a little bit of depth. I think took that's eleven a, weeks for this, ladies and gentlemen. I think, right? <laughs> I think that is a good observation, and I agree. <laughs> I have one more that might blow your mind. I'm not sure. We'll find out, or you'll just say, "Matt, you're 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 just a moron," which okay. is possible as well. But Bet. that's nothing new. Do you, do you, Kathy, do you have? Any I would more? agree with a slight addition. So the the second part of the act being the lure and the third being the prestige. That's the whole point of this film. That's the title of this film. Okay. I don't think it's just finding out that there was a twin brother. I think it's also seeing, oh my gosh, this is such an emotional scene for me when they just zoom out and you see the graveyard of escape tanks down there and all of the bodies in them. I think that was just a lot for me. When you finally see... That they both they both came up with a way to make the disappearing man um, work for their act, work for their show. And Hugh Jackman's way was to just continuously murder somebody. And so then I think zooming out and seeing that uh, was also part of the prestige. Unreal. Go ahead, Matt. I know what you're going to say. Oh, no. you've, you've got it. I think you have it. I'm really excited for you, buddy. I'm really excited. I, I'm gonna get some no, applause background no, music. I don't Eric. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. What do you mean he, you don't have it? He kept teleporting. He kept doing the tele the duplication, the cloning of himself to kill himself for the magic trick. Am I <laughs> what's that face? What's your hot even what, what you're saying? What's your hot take? That's Matt? not my hot take. My hot take is completely different. Oh, oh, what's your hot take then? But and I, I it's 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 going to take a few minutes to explain. Okay, because I want to hear I need I need to hear your hot take before I can blow your mind. Okay. But but to Kathy's point, I I agree. I think that was valid. Well, you, my, you don't though. Oh, it's okay. My my point was my point was I think it took me quite a few minutes at least to realize that he duplicate he cloned himself and then killed himself and that's how he did the trick. Uh yeah, and I guess you don't okay. Yeah, that's fair. You you don't get it until you see that uh until you mm. see all the boxes of water with dead people in them. Well, <laughs> dead Hugh Jackmans, I guess. No, that's not true. Because <laughs> you see the guy pull the pistol on each well, other earlier. So how else would he well, do it? That, that that was a point. I, that was a point I wrote down, but she she clarified it because I was like, I, I was like, which one did he kill, the original person or the cloned person? And I guess it has the original was the survivor, and then and then I guess Kathy helped me connect it that he kills him. He kills the clone every single time to do the magic trick because that wasn't a hundred percent clear to me while I was watching it. I guess. So Christian Bale. So was you got willing, me. Christian Bale was willing to be a half-ass husband to his wife. Yeah, that's his ultimate sacrifice, in my opinion. And then Hugh Jackman is willing to be a murderer every day. Yeah, but see, trick. true. But I think. What would you rather do, Matt? Who Who would you rather be? What well, sacrifice here's the thing. are you willing you have to, to make? put? You have to put an asterisk next to murder because you're cloning yourself and killing yourself, but you're not hurt. Like you're not hurting any physical being that's already a part of the population. I don't know. So I'd rather murder a cloned me all the time because I'm not. I mean, you're cloning yourself, so it's almost like you're not. It's not like you're hurting a, a someone who. I agree with Kathy here. If we're gonna go with this this born. direction, I think that it's really fucked up actually to kill your clone. Yeah, it's still so murder. You'd rather, it's absolutely still murder. Drive your wife to hang herself because you're so involved. Okay, with but magic that you killing a hundred clones. Yeah, and I think that's the one. That, that's, that's the that's the character flaw murder. of Borden's both Borden's. But all right, whatever. I agree. With that. I completely agree. I, with I, I guess so. I mean, that's why. That's where I. If you go down that theory, I think that's why he's a he's kind of a psychopath. Yeah. Wait, so you're saying Hugh Jackman's worse than a hundred a thousand percent. I said that earlier. By ten thousand miles. See, the thing is, is Christian Bale's characters in this movie 
never really goes after Hugh Jackman until Hugh Jackman goes tit and then Christian Bale goes tat. Tries to kill him. If you assume that he did not intentionally kill his wife, Hugh's wife, every single thing that Hugh Jackman does in this movie is out of jealousy and envy towards Christian Bale's character and the fact that he is better. In many ways, they're perfectly complementary. Performer than magician. In many ways, they're exactly they're better, more complementary because Hugh Jackman is a good performer. Christian Bale's the better magician. But what you see happen is Hugh's obsession with becoming the better magician and putting down Christian Bale's character leads to an unfriendly tit for tat. In which, in every scenario, Hugh Jackman's character does way more extreme things. He traps one of the brothers in a freaking coffin and buries him alive. He kills clones. I mean, the, like the stuff that he tries to shoot him when he does the disappearing bullet or whatever. Like he literally tries to kill him and he misses only because okay, Fallon o- was there overall, to prevent it. Like, like he's objectively fair. worse. The only, objectively, the only knack for the, Christian the Bale is the influence on the wi- the wives and girlfriend or affair or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, the reason that happens is not that the reason that happens is they are not trying to bring ill will on any of those characters. It is a byproduct of their obsession and dedication to magic. I'm sorry. Okay. Done. Well, That's maybe fair. this is why both of you are saying that Hugh Jackman is the better actor in this film, because his character essentially undergoes a reverse character arc, right? Like yeah. this guy goes from being this sweet, loving man and then turns into a psychopath. That's a great so this point. This is actually oh. my hot take. And it's not really how to take about this movie as as a number one fan of Movie Ticket Monday. Okay. My hot take is of the podcast itself. I would say you guys always talk about the acting of a film. Matt obsesses with this crap. That is and I think incredibly. This is. <laughs> Shut up, Let's you go, baboon. It's Come on. incredibly challenging to parse apart what is good acting and what is good writing of a character. I think that's a super hard thing to do. And this movie is a great example of that. Is Hugh Jackman a better actor than Christian Bale? What a ridiculous argument to make. Yeah. And I'm not saying that. His no, I actually agree with Kathy. It's entirely different. The, their roles are okay. completely. Matt, we, t- we actually had this discussion with one of the films where I said. It feels muted because it was written that way. And Hathaway. And yeah, Django Unchained. In, oh, in and Interstellar. I did Django too. And Interstellar. I thought I thought Jamie Kathy, Fox's Kathy, will you become my new co-host? Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Wow. Love a good proposal. Oh you <laughs> God. No one even likes you. All right, that's my hot take. What do you have for us, Matt B? Matt, lay it on us. Come on. Okay. Come on, guy. Brace yourself. We're ready. This film, and you have to think about it, because once Tesla physically showed up and he's actually a part of this, I think this film is partially a take on the currency war in terms of electricity, Tesla versus Edison. And test. so a, a slight background, because I was very interested, which is what I was Googling over there. We... Edison, as we all know, he, he was very wealthy and Tesla came over from Europe to America and worked at Edison's company. Edison Machine Works is what it was called for six months. And then he quit because Edison didn't want to listen to his ideas on specifically alternate alternating currency. So he left there and then did it himself and had Westinghouse as investors and everything like that. And Throughout his entire Tesla's entire life and Edison's life, Edison wanted to pretty much destroy Tesla and show that his DC direct current is better, where in fact, in most circumstances, AC is better, which is what all outlets, at least in the United States, use um, is alternate currency. So I think it portrays... Similarly, how Tesla had to go through life because Edison tried to spread misinformation and say that the currency is way too powerful or uh, Tesla's currency was way too powerful. It can kill people. And someone who died from electrocution, he blamed Tesla's alternating currency for, which is similar to the film itself of 
Christian Bale was so good. He was so bright, had brilliant ideas. And he's Tesla, just kind of chugging along, coming up with these new ideas by himself. Where Edison, Hugh Jackman, was trying to take those ideas from him and hurt him by, uh, one, I guess, burying his, I guess, brother, but we don't know at that point, burying his brother and um, trying to steal all these ideas, try to steal his memoir, his his diary, send Scarlett Johansson over to try to steal his ideas of how he does it. And that was a similar type of thing to what Tesla had to go through. And I think it's it's almost like a retelling of that because I can't imagine a lot of people know Tesla and Edison and how they interacted. But Edison would spread misinformation and um, to to newspapers and everything else, different news sources of of Tesla and how bad AC currency was and electricity to try to hurt his image. And in the end, as we all know, Edison's kind of the big honcho guy um, in history as creating the light bulb and doing all these great things where Tesla was a name, but really became a name from Tesla Motors and the electric car. Yet we use Tesla's alternating currency in the US and he had some other brilliant ideas. He was one of the first, if not the first person to do x-rays as as for doctors, he was the first one. And he had other brilliant ideas where it wasn't flaunted, like he wasn't famous because Edison kind of kept trying to push it, put him down, which is exactly what Hugh Jackman tried to do in different ways. So that's my hot take. That's That was my research and development of my idea of, I don't know if it's literally Tesla versus Edison or if it's just a parallel that he wanted to portray, but that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking it's it's a, a almost a history lesson of history lesson through magic of Tesla versus Edison and, and almost what Tesla had to go through because they bring up Edison and how Edison burnt down physical Tesla's house and everything, which I don't think he, Edison literally burnt down anything, but it shows the length that he went through, which is parallel to almost what Edison, you know, tried to do kind of throughout Tesla's life. So that's, that's my hot take. And maybe it's, it's a little far out there, but I think it does have parallels if you kind of look up and have a slight understanding of Edison and Tesla's slight history together and then what they both went off to do and really what happened and which one we actually take in the end. Because again, Edison's the head honcho guy of history, yet we use most of Tesla's inventions. So there it is. That And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say before you destroy me alternatively. Oh, I got it to laugh. Woo! No more on calling today, eh? I don't really so, have any name calling here, Matt. I, I mean, you. I, I, I'm you almost back as co-host. Hey, hey, give me a hug, buddy. I'm almost, I'm almost speechless Aww. at how uh, how well you articulated that. Well done. Really? Hey. Was it good, Kat? It was that good. was that was good. Makes, Kathy, give yeah, him a high five I... for me. <laughs> hey, all right. Because I was I was sitting on the couch for like thirty plus minutes afterwards, reading and coming up with this. I've read and these I'm articles, and I, yeah, no, you, it's a great. It's a point. fascinating story, actually, of Tesla and Edison and kind of what happened and everything. I think. So. I think I you're right. I, 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 I don't have any name calling for you today, actually, on on that front, at least. Um, <gasps> so that's my hot take. And it's hot because I don't think that's that hot. I mean, I I, really? I think I I don't think he would have used Tesla in this film and used Edison like that necessarily if it wasn't for some sort of take on on that aspect of things. Um, I mean, if you look at a lot of Nolan films, he does draw like historical elements, and I, what better way to bring out the competition than you know Tesla and Edison? Though historically speaking, like that competition was real, but also like. The bigger narrative, I think, with Tesla has to do with the Westinghouse family and how the Westinghouses basically screwed him over and left him for broke after stealing his yeah, technology. Yeah, they, they took some of the patents. Um, they helped yeah. him, and then yeah, took some of the bodies. But yeah, no, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you, Kathy. What are your thoughts on that? I I was really riding along. I feel like I don't have any objections to it. 
Um, I can't say that I'm a massive history buff to like be married to this parallel. Um, but I, I think I mostly <laughs> agree with Justin's point. Why would they have included Tesla and Edison in the movie? You if- guys are putting me down. It's like, no, oh, no, this no. is a common knowledge. This no, took no. Me 35 minutes at least to search. But no, you no, it's, it's not common quite knowledge. well. You're eloquent yeah. and charming, and that was fantastic. <laughs> All right, stop gassing them up. <laughs> We're doing, we are doing big but, things. Uh, next yeah, I'm high horse. No, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what you did it well. My my only critique to you there is that it is a such a small aspect of this film that what I'm about to do is kind of blow your mind or like right, go wait, in a completely different say, direction. Small aspect. I paused it halfway through. And I was like, damn, like we're only halfway through this film. And then we sat back down and Tesla's Tesla's name and his persona and his the person physically showed up an hour into the film. So I would contradict and say, well, Edison was just the small part of burning down. That's the what I'm saying. Not. That's what I'm I saying. I think Tesla was an enormous part of this whole film. And Edison wasn't, but I think Right, but if it was about the competition, why wouldn't you see both of them? If you're trying to replicate this is where I'll critique it. If you're trying to replicate Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale as Edison versus Tesla, why is Edison not more prevalent? Oh, that, okay, that's fair. I have I have no I have nothing for that. <laughs> not 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 to critique it. I mean, I think no. I know you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I think it's valid. You're but right. are you ready for my hot take, Kathy? Do you have a hot take? No, no I, I'm only here to critique your production, not the actual film. <laughs> what what you say? What? I'm only here to critique the movie ticket Monday production, not the actual film. We will take constructive feedback at the end. And, yeah. it, and, 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 and if that constructive feedback does not include each episode ending with a three minute song of me and Matt going acapella with a song from the soundtrack, then I will not accept anything else. And you're never okay, welcome. Do you know a song from the soundtrack? <laughs> I actually don't. There had to have been a David Bowie song, right? Maybe. I don't think there was. That was my one thing is like this film is so powerful that you kind of don't even like the music's there and it has heavy bass at moments. But like, that's not new for any Nolan film. So. So, okay. Before your hot take, let's go through critiques, because I said near perfect as my word, not perfect. (laughs) My critique was he always has one. Of course. Of course he does. It's no, it's it's more of actually how he filmed it. I think some of the parts um, watching it through were hard, a little harder to follow and harder to piece of exactly where they are on the timeline specifically of when they happened just because they were kind of flashbacks or fast forwards um and particularly when hugh jackman had the journal of christian bale and he kind of he showed clips of him reading it throughout the film from the start to the end and for me it was a little hard to kind of place one how he got it at that point and then two kind of when it happened in the history of the film or, or on the timeline of the film. And I think that was, and they were kind of short clips too. It was just him reading. So I think that would be my one ding of the filming certain scenes itself. But at the same time, that does go with his regular directing path of keeping it open-ended and keeping you on the edge of your seat because he does go back and forth, such as like Inception um and batman's just fantastic as is on the edge of your seat but memento as well you know he kind of goes back and forth and you don't get the full story till the end which is the similar thing here so but at the same time certain parts were a little hard to follow and i i blame in air quotes because it's not really a blame but i just go about his directing point of view and how he wanted it to go that's that's did you kathy did you did you have a uh i don't know if i have a ding on this film how long was it it was 210 were you about to fall asleep is the two two hour 12 minute mark the the hardcore line where you fall asleep i might be a 120 minute kind of gal oh so barely so okay barely cut you so that's why i almost disagree with your critique him kind of saving all the sauce for the end was important for me that's what drove me through the the last at the end i think that you had to stay up to actually yeah i needed the revelation i needed the prestige 
the speaking of ending sauce this this film un, you know unrelated to my hot take is incredible in terms of how it wraps up i mean i, ca- I can't really tell you like the music the the way that he that um christian bale hugs the daughter you know and then he shows up and you're like oh shit there's a twin and gets the revenge you know all, all of it is just like it's up there with one of the best endings but are, are we ready for my hot take <clears throat> born ready Boring right. it. so this film is a magic trick and what i mean by that is you know at the beginning and at the end Michael Caine outlines, you know, the three parts of a magic trick. And throughout this entire film, Christopher Nolan is pulling a trick on the viewer. And that trick is believing that there is a cloning device. There is no cloning device in this film. Let me explain. Yeah, please, because I don't know how you explain the end of him killing himself all the times to... All right. have his magic trick first off let's take a look at the theme of this film throughout many times it is said that there is no magic it is the dedication to the craft and it is literally tricking your audience into believing that magic is occurring so why wouldn't he do that with this with no. this film exactly <laughs> so and the trick that he does is he convinces you that there's a teleportation cloning device whatever you want to see So let's take a look at the diaries. Each of them writes a diary intended for the other person in which it leads the other person down a carefully manipulated rabbit hole of perception of what they think should be happening. Right. When Hugh Jackman gets, you know, the diary with the, the, the code is Tesla. And then he gets to the end and he realizes that Christian Bale had crafted that entire journey to go find Tesla. He's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Yeah. So first, why would Christian Bale's character send him to Tesla, the only guy who could maybe create a device like that? That makes no sense. Plot hole. Or magic trick. Second, flip side, Hugh Jackman creates a journal for Christian Bale's character when he's in prison, reading through it, comes to the same conclusion at the end. They've both been duped and manipulated by both's perception. Now go back to a flashback in the film in which it shows a very young Hugh Jackman and a very young Christian Bale and they go to the Tesla conference or whatever in which he's showcasing his magic and it's really dysfunctional everyone's scared and nothing actually works and everyone leaves Tesla's craft in that moment did not work and then he spends the next X amount of years trying to make it work he ends up in Colorado in which he's only able to get a town to basically utilize for his experiments he's nearly broke And the trick is he makes you think that it's Thomas Edison who's cracking down. But Thomas Edison's prevalence and like his organization there is so small. In practicality, Tesla's going broke because his magic isn't working. And Hugh Jackman's ego ego and his drive to basically believe that this works convinces him that Tesla's machine will work when in fact he funded Tesla for a long time with money and all he got out of it was a machine that didn't work. There's no evidence that the hat or the cat actually reappears outside. He could have easily just placed them there. And Hugh Jackman even questions the the realization that the hat is actually one of his on the on the cloning side of things. Now, let's go and fast forward to the tanks, the water tanks that you think have a dead body in them. So taking a step back here, if they both right he he shows back up and you think that this magic trick is actually in existence right in which you have this this cloning trick christian bale doesn't know how it's working they know the double you know idea clearly because he has a twin but that's not really happening here now in every step of the way he has these weird guys moving the tanks and it shows christian bale's characters following him and seeing the tanks and you never see what's actually inside the tanks Until the end, you see one floating body. But prior to that ending, you never see what's inside the tanks. All it is, is the perception that something is being transported out. So here's what I think happens. I think Hugh Jackman realizes that the Tesla machine doesn't work, especially after he has been duped to go there by Christian Bale. 
Christian Bale knows Tesla's craft doesn't work. He knows his machine doesn't work. Why else would he send him on a trip to Colorado to go and get the same thing that will end up ruining him? So when you fast forward to them actually doing the trick, Christian or Hugh Jackman, you've already been introduced to the stunt double. You go, you get his stunt double. They repeat the trick over and over and over again. And there's only a hundred shows. Why is there only a hundred shows? Hugh Jackman doesn't need the money. He doesn't. Why are there a hundred shows? It creates an anticipation and a climax moment in which Christian Bale's character rolls in at the last episode. He ends up down in that basement and gets framed for murder. In fact, though, it's not murdering Hugh Jackman. It's murdering the stunt double that you saw earlier in the film. How he does that. Saying Hugh Jackman had it in his mind of murdering him on the hundredth, uh, framing his murder on the hundredth day because he knew Christian Bale would be in the yep. basement because exactly. he had to know. Yep. Yep. I'll pause there for thoughts and then we'll Daddy, keep what going. Do you think? Well, when you started off by saying this movie was a magic trick, I sat here and looked. And Matthew, because he he said that in the beginning, that was like the first thing that he led this podcast episode with. So I was a little bit concerned. But then when you start talking about it and saying that there's not this cloning machine and that these body that these tanks are not full of bodies, I was intrigued. I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. My critique about that point of your of your take is that. Michael Caine's, you know, building is not full of bird cages of dead birds. That doesn't mean that they didn't kill birds in all of the tricks in which they had a bird disappear yeah. and come back. So I think that's a little bit out there. And they also didn't zoom in on every tank for you to see that it's empty. We just didn't. You're right. We did not have a clear view of them. We had a clear view of one tank with one dead body in it. Um, but I think the best part that does really sell what you're saying here is why would Christian Bale send him to Tesla? And I think that um, that either sells it for me to the extent that the machine never worked or that just that Christian Bale maybe had no faith in it. And I think that's totally valid on its own, too. You're right. He went and saw Tesla, you know, showing off all of his, like, AC um, magic and... I don't know. Christian Bale didn't seem totally impressed in that scene. And that might be that he was brilliant. We've all mentioned that we think he was the most brilliant magician in this movie. Um, so maybe him sending him to Tesla was just such confidence that Tesla's um, idea for a clone generator wasn't going to work. So I sort of agree with you. I can't say that I'm totally sold. Um but it, yeah, no, it's an interesting theory. I'll, I'll give you that. All right, Justin, cue the clapping, because for the first time since we've done this, this is a hot take. This is a <laughs> true hot take, like most of mine, apparently, because I'm wrong, apparently, half the time. It's brilliant in the fact that it makes you absolutely think and question everything. My pushback is... In that short scene where he actually tries it for the first time and tests it and another Hugh Jackman shows up and he shoots him, how do you explain that one? Because he clearly kills him. The body falls. He shoots him. He couldn't have shot his stunt double because then it wouldn't have happened for that. So that is that. And then. That is the, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is the only element that could reasonably convince me that I'm wrong. But even dive into the ending here. And that's why I think it's a true hot take. Dive into the ending here. The place burns down, right? It ends with it yeah. burning or whatever. Why does it burn down? Christian Bale doesn't light anything on fire. It's literally Hugh Jackman trying to burn it down and hide the evidence. Hide the evidence of him realizing that there was no... Hugh Jackman is the one who murdered Why would he hide the evidence? Root. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. I was going to say, why would he hide the evidence? But yeah, he wants to hide that. Listen, okay. I mean... Okay. 
or or it literally did duplicate it and he was done and he wanted to so that no one else could do his magic trips so he lived as the best magician ever to be created yeah no the thing is though is like think about like you got to characterize what this guy would do and like what he would do to get there and and like it's it's in my mind so now kathy's point of which one's worse murdering or driving your wife to kill yourself he literally then in your case did murder a human being because it was his literal stunt double instead of a hugh jackman did murder that's yes he did murder a human being which then i think that's worse than exactly yeah that's why that's why i believe to drive your wife to kill herself and I mean, even Talk there's, there's, question, there, there are subtle things where like, you know, Michael Caine doesn't follow him on the journey to Tesla when he's at Tesla. I mean, there's so many odd things that he knows occur. it's impossible that he doesn't want to waste his time. That, okay. And also this film is rooted like this is what hits at home is this film is rooted in the element of trying to trick you and have you believe in magic. But every single step of the way you're reminded that there is no magic. It's purely deception. So why would the ending be any different? This isn't a science fiction film. This film isn't about teleportation or cloning. It's about two guys who are trying to compete to become the best. And so what you see is how they do that is they manipulate each other on a journey, right? Hugh Jackman manipulates Christian Bale into giving him a secret. The ticket to it is Tesla. Why would Christian Bale send Hugh Jackman to the only guy who might be able to make it? The only argument there is maybe to the flip side is maybe he sends him on it thinking it's a rat race and it turns out Tesla has the technology. But there's no evidence that Tesla actually has the technology. He's running out of funding and the Edison thing kind of covers up the reason that it didn't work. But like the fact is he makes it known that they are losing money and Hugh Jackman is rich. You find that out in the opening, the opening 10 minutes. You know what? I, 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 I'm sorry, fans. I'm sorry, but I am slightly being convinced here because to help Justin, which is goes against every bone in my body. The the scene where both go to see Tesla early on and it failed, it looks like the exact same machine that he gave Hugh Jackman. It functions and the same exact to way. To go along with what you're, yeah, to go along with what you're saying, it never actually worked. I think he tried to make it work throughout that time in Colorado, but it never did. And at that point, I think he very well could have placed those hats and put another black cat outside to act like it worked. So still an extreme hot take, but I, I follow, I can follow. I still think you have to get past the actual clone and him shooting the clone or what is. That's the only thing, but I mean, that that's easily explained by a second stunt double. I mean, you know, that's, that's like the only thing, right? But the only thing, but everything, because there was no one else around for him to fool either. Right. I guess us. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like he was in the what basement of that thing by himself. But yeah, I guess we are meant to be fooled. That was the last line of the movie, like being narrated. Like you, you don't want to know the secret. You want to be fooled. So. Yeah, you want it. You want to see. It. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Hot damn. Okay. And and, and so you know, take. coming full circle, like you read, it's like, oh, this is Christopher Nolan's life work, magic, you know, um, masterpiece, and 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 trickery, and it's it's rooted in like. It's it is a film about magic, but the film in and of itself is it, you're being tricked. It even says at the end when Michael Caine is on kind of the way out in terms of the, he's given that last little speech or whatever. And the whole theme is don't look too closely. Right. If you look too closely, you think that it works. So, you know, I didn't realize this until like the fourth time watching it, probably where I started to think, OK, like, what am I missing here? Um, so, you know think through that i mean next time you go and see it like try and prove me wrong and like leave a comment on the video and like try and tell me i'm wrong and you know i think i've i've overlooked some other aspects of this but in you know the name of time and in the name of like keeping it moving um 
I think the only one, as I've thought through this, that I cannot necessarily directly explain away is the one clone getting shot. And I want to watch it again and That's prove fair. why. Every and, hot take and, needs something. That- I, I want to I want to watch it again and prove why that actually reaffirms the case. And so that'll be the next time I watch it. And that's why this film kind of come in full circle is like one of my favorites because every single time you watch it, there is a new thing to catch on to. There is a new element of depth to it. And I've never seen a film with such creativity that ropes you in in that way. Okay. Okay. I'll give that one to you. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, I'd like to hear what you give this film. You've been on a nice streak of giving movies like sixes and six and a halves, really mediocre. That's because those were all just god-awful trash. Now, let me state one thing. This, I think, is what film was made for. Okay, we're not trying to make an absolute Oscar-worthy acting or try to like bring out the best. We are talking about such an entertaining, mind-blowing, thought-provoking film. And I think that's what films are made for. And the ones that we've done previously, or at least a few of them, just were not that for me. They were not fun. The acting was great, but they were not fun films or enjoyable. And this was, it It hit every category. So my final number, um, man, I, I kind of regret doing every 0.5 decimal up and down. Um, but I'm going to have to go with, I'm going to have to go with a nine. I think it's a little under a nine. I think it's around like an eight, seven, eight, eight, but I'm rounding up because I think it's above an eight, five. So I'm going with a nine. And I think that's the high uh, interstellar. I might've given a nine to as well or close to. And I think Justin, I think you're right. I don't know if I call it top three of all time, but it's top five, easily top seven or eight, but it's right up there because of the ability of the film to be rewatched and, like it took you four times to watch it to come up with that hot take. I think you come up with something new every single time, which is almost a staple for Christopher Nolan, like in inter, um, inception and whatnot. But I think it's so rewatchable and it's so fun every time you watch it. So I got, I give it a nine Kathy. I also give it a nine and I'll say my, my one point off will be I'm a sucker for a happy ending. Um, And I think I would be willing to be convinced that there is something satisfactory about the ending of this film, but I wouldn't call it a happy ending by any means. Um, But no, I thought it was incredible. I definitely give it a nine um, and I feel solid about that. Okay. I, I like don't necessarily believe in giving a film a 10. I think I'm like wired in that way. But at the same time, I think that's a little childish. So I'm going to give this film a 10. Wow. Out of all the films you say were unreal and great. You yeah. Give, well, okay. I mean, I don't have a problem with it being 10. I gave it a nine. But like uh, Interstellar or. Um, I, I, have, I have no improvement to this movie. So. Real quick, the, re- the, the, the reason that I love this movie is like, yeah, obviously the depth and stuff, but like the first time that I watched it, I gravitated personally toward Christian Bale's character a lot. I thought that he had like a, a, a like natural commitment to his craft. Um, and like, obviously like what happens to his wife and everything is horrible and tragic and whatnot. But like the way that he goes about his pursuit is pure in my opinion, in many ways. Um, And I gravitate toward it. I gravitated toward it a lot. And I always hated Hugh Jackman's character in this film. I thought he was a cocky asshole. Um, And like the never ending pursuit to be great is the like high level theme of this movie. And I really, really like that. Um, And that was what got me at first is these guys, if you ignore, you know, my hot take and all the trickery, it's two guys who want to be the best. And like, I gravitate towards that tremendously throw in really overwhelming base that triggers emotion, phenomenal acting, a great script. The film isn't too long. And then also the depth of being able to watch it every single time and find a new conclusion. It is like a never ending treasure map, right? Yeah, that's true. And I can't, I can't, I can't think of another movie that gives me that. Okay. 
The film was pretty. I complained all the time about the two and a half, two forty five. Yeah, you're soft. That's a soft call. I mean, man up, dude. If you like cinema, I mean, The Godfather's like three hours. Yeah, but I still think that was kind of long and drawn out. You're objectively soft, so. I love that people normally get nervous about movies that are a little bit star-studded. We get nervous when we see a cast of people like Christian Bale and Michael Caine and Scarlett Johansson. This movie was loaded, but it did not disappoint. And I think a lot wow, of star-studded cast oh, can really It is a great cast, really yeah. I didn't short, even... But this one does not. Damn. Okay, you're right. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this week's run at Movie Ticket Monday. Once again, brought to you by your hosts, Matt and Justin. Kathy, I would like to thank you for joining us on this episode. You were a phenomenal co-host. We would love to have you back at some point in the future. Absolutely. Next time you'll catch us, we'll be reviewing Into the Wild. So please check back in and we look forward to it. Take care and stay classy. 